This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where we read you the best real estate investing advice Monday through Sunday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you like this article, you'll find thousands of others like it at biggerpockets.com blog. But you can't, or at least you shouldn't, be looking at a screen when you're mowing the lawn or driving for deals. So enjoy this show and check out the rest of our podcasts. Just search Bigger Pockets on your favorite podcast app. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Why smart buyers look for leftover properties in a hot housing market by Mindy Jensen. We all know that this is the hottest real estate market ever, period. No other time in the history of the universe has it been this hot. We also know that mortgage rates are going up, and both homeowners and investors want to buy a home before the rates go any higher. The economic law of supply and demand states that when demand is high, prices will rise. Well, demand isn't going anywhere anytime soon, and supply isn't changing either. So, the question buzzing in our minds, what should home buyers do? Start thinking about purchasing the leftover properties. For context, I'm an agent in Colorado with multiple active clients. In our market, much like the rest of the United States, homes are listed on Wednesday or Thursday, showings occur throughout the weekend, and offers are due Sunday evening for a response on Monday. By Tuesday afternoon, the MLS is a ghost town with tumbleweeds blowing across the screen, waiting for Thursday to start the circus again. <laughs> but not always. On some days, there are still properties left over. 
Granted, most of these properties are still on the market for a reason. Many are situated on undesirable busy streets or even an active train track. If location isn't the problem, there usually is an easily identifiable issue with the house. For example, a beautiful house is listed in my market for a laughably low price. So low that you would assume the listing agent's finger must have slipped when entering the price. But as it turns out, they didn't. When you enter the home, there are cracks everywhere. Even worse, there are horizontal cracks. And that's a terrible sign. I'm not talking about these types of leftover listings. Let's look at another property. About 15 minutes north of my town, there's a listing that has been on the market for 44 days. It's beautiful on the outside, and it used to be beautiful on the inside. It has 10-foot ceilings in nearly every room, including a 20-foot ceiling in the entryway, a sweeping circular staircase, a nice kitchen, and plenty of storage. But now that the carpet and paint is 20 years old and some of the floors are damaged from water leaks, the home clearly needs some help. Yet, even with all of the potential, the property sits for 44 days. The good news is that this leftover property was patiently waiting for the right buyer. That buyer happened to be a client of mine. After an initial listing price of $725,000, we were able to offer $670,000. The best part? The appraisal came out to nine hundred grand. We did all of this without a bidding war and giving up important leverage on the buyer's side of the table. How to find leftover properties. Listing agents are human, and humans make mistakes. I've seen some real doozies, including a house listed with zero bathrooms on the MLS. <laughs> Legally, a, a house must have a bathroom, and this particular house had two well, it doesn't sound like a big deal. You wouldn't see this listing if you were set up to receive listings with a minimum of one bathroom. Mistakes mean there's a smaller number of buyers viewing a listing. So this is what you should be looking for. The unseen properties due to a listing entry error. But listing mistakes aren't limited to entry errors. Some listings feature photos from a completely different house. That means there are a lot of unsuspecting buyers walking into homes confused and walking out without making an offer. This happens all of the time with multifamily properties listed as single-family homes or houses listed as condos. When your agent sets you up to receive listings from the MLS, they set up parameters so you don't get swamped with listings you're not interested in. You don't need to see those listings pop up if you're not buying a farm or vacant land. Ditto single-family homes if you only want a condo. But real estate agents can only send listings that are categorized correctly. And when an agent makes a mistake, it can have huge repercussions. Side note, if you're selling a property, make sure your agent sends you the listing and that you read it thoroughly to make sure all the information is correct. The agent can update the listing, but only if they know there is a mistake. If your agent enters fewer parameters into the MLS when setting you up for a search, you'll receive far more listings, which can be daunting in a robust market. Lucky for you, there is a historic supply shortage right now. But the more listings you get, the more possible mistakes you'll find and more opportunities you'll discover. Is this groundbreaking advice? No, I know that. 
But in this market, getting into a bidding war and fighting over limited supply with other buyers is exhausting. Do whatever you can to take that out of the equation by looking at houses they aren't looking at. Waiving inspections and appraisals. Another fun aspect of the current market's home buying process is waiving inspection and appraisal gap coverage. Right now, at least in my market, when you are writing an offer to be competitive, you'll need to waive your ability to request inspection repairs and, in most cases, cover any gap between appraisal and offer price. You have to offer this because competing buyers include this in their offer. If your offer doesn't also include this, you'll go to the bottom of the pile. You don't have to offer these seller-friendly clauses when your offer is the only thing in the pile. It means you can have a home inspection. And if something pops up, you can choose to request a repair, a concession, or accept it as is. Remember, any request is just that, a request. The seller can still say no, but if you waive the inspection to get your offer accepted, you can't even make the request. Appraisal gap coverage is another sticky clause being added to offers right now. Appraisal gap coverage means you will pay the amount you offered, regardless of the appraisal. If the appraisal comes in low, you're bringing additional money to closing to cover the gap between what you offered and what it appraised for. And while you don't have to cover the gap entirely, you can offer to cover the gap only up to a specific dollar amount instead of the full amount. There are other buyers out there who are offering to cover the whole gap. Just think back to the property from before. Some buyers would have covered upwards of $200,000 in the appraisal gap. Ugh. Again, your offer goes to the bottom of the pile. Final thoughts. Skip the bidding wars and the lines at open houses. Take your time looking at a property and get an inspection by looking at the leftovers. I hope you enjoyed today's article. Remember, you can find thousands more like it at biggerpockets.com blog. And you can unlock new tools by creating a free account at biggerpockets.com. And for another fresh perspective on real estate investing, join me right here tomorrow.